Hey everyone, and welcome to the Hearts Unglued podcast. This is a weekly podcast where I invite guests or go solo and dive into topics that are hard, ugly, and are often hidden in our lives. Life as a late teen and young adult in the modern world as a Christian is anything but easy, and no topic here is off the table. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Rachel. <laughs> Thanks for having me in your home. Yeah, which is also kind of my home it's also sometimes. Home. It's very decorated for Christmas right now. It is. So I'm very excited good. about that. I'm going to get on my Abe Lincoln picture. I'm putting a Santa hat on him. <gasps> That'll be great. That'll work so well. I feel like you need to share that. Um, I should. I'll post a picture. Yeah. On your website <laughs> or on Instagram or on anything. <laughs> Okay, so me and you met a long time ago. Yeah. We were 14 or 15? Yeah. You were 14 when we met. Yes. We weren't friends until we were 16. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Kelly didn't care for me. That is a lie. That's not true. I didn't care for me. It's okay. (laughs) To be fair, in high school, I, like, talked too much and you talked... Too little. True. Yeah. So we just didn't. Yeah. And then you broke me eventually. Yeah. You chose me and then broke me. I did. I chose you. It is. I just started showing up to Kelly's house (laughs) and told her to get in my car. To get Froyo. That's. And even her mom was like, thank God she has friends. (laughs) It's true. She was like, get out of my house. Get in the car. She's like, please leave. You need to get out of here. Get a life. <laughs> That's what Froyo is on a Wednesday. So be it. It's a good life to live in. <laughs> so that was Kelly at 16. Yeah? Who is yes. Kelly at 23? Kelly at 23 is a grad student studying elementary ed, working with little chitlins all the time. And just really involved in church life and community, which is awesome. So it was definitely a process to get there over the last oh yeah <laughs> eight years or however many years that is. So yeah. Um. So what was probably like your most distinct struggle as a young adult? Yeah, there are a couple. Um, I had a lot of bouts of anxiety and um, moving away to college just kind of flipped my world upside down with identity and Where different things school? like that. Went to Grand Valley. <laughs> go Lakers. <laughs> um, so just moving away from home and being outside of... How far away is that from your home? Two and a half hours. So it was. I chose that school because it was long enough away that I wouldn't want to go home every weekend, but... I could come home if I wanted to, so it was it was a great place, and I loved it, and I learned a lot, school-wise and life-wise, but um, along with that came a lot of different real-life scenarios, being outside of Lutheran school, because it was the first public school that I ever went to, and that's when I was 18 years old, so <laughs> from three-year-old preschool until senior year high school I was in Lutheran school so 
breaking that bubble just kind of <laughs> flipped my world upside down yeah, in a few it different ways. Your bubble good. It just, yeah, shattered it. I had Kelly calling me in freshman year outside of her dorm room <laughs> telling me she can't go in her dorm because her roommate was having sex with her boyfriend. And we had a one-room room, so... But didn't ever inform Kelly that she was. I had, Kelly had to wait until she stumbled upon it. Yeah. And then would just politely leave the room. Yeah. I would open my door and then quickly close my door. <laughs> and, but that's how I made friends, because I had to be out in the hallway a lot. So, I mean, there was a plus to it, to be honest. <laughs> I ended up staying in other people's rooms and because they spending were doing, a lot of time in our common areas. So. They were doing extracurriculars with themselves. Yes, in, in the bed <laughs> or in the shower. Oh, my gosh. You never told me about in the shower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That was a little disturbing. That's Cause I like also, not fair. Like, at least, I like, also showered in my yeah, shower. Yeah, you also <laughs> showered there. <laughs> that was a common space, but that's okay. We, we got through it. It was okay. like a couple months. So then what was like, did you notice like any struggles like right off the bat going to college? Um, yeah, I had a lot of anxiety, which I didn't <clears throat> really realize that I had. Um, I cried pretty much every single day the first couple of weeks of college, like on the phone with my mom, um, because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and... I was really uncomfortable. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have anybody to hang out with. So kind of being in that place of, like, not knowing where your life is going on top of, like, not having anybody to share it with that was, like, right there, like, personally, um, was a really big struggle. And all throughout my first year of – first couple years of college, I didn't realize I had, like, anxiety. And along with that, probably came bouts of depression. So, um I never went to counseling, but looking back on it, I definitely should have. Like, they had free counseling services. I don't know why I didn't, but, um, yeah, so just kind of struggling with life in that sense of kind of readjusting to life without your family, life without your friends around you, trying to meet new people and trying to fit in, but still holding to some of your values. It's just a lot to handle as an 18-year-old, so poor kids. No, every time I hear, like, an 18-year-old, like, a senior that's like, I got it, I want to take on the world, I'm good. Oh, honey. (laughs) You're about to get slapped down, I hate to tell you. I really hope you don't. I hope you don't. (laughs) But you probably will. (laughs) And that's okay, because you build up stronger, but... After that, like, you obviously made friends, you Mm -hmm. didn't have to live with the same roommate anymore. Yeah. Um, What was, like, the following, like, struggle? Um, Was it just more anxiety, or did it turn into something else, or? Yeah, it was was a lot of trying to find myself. Um, I didn't declare my major until my last semester of my sophomore year so that's four semesters of college without having a major (laughs) um so it was kind of at the point of well you're done with your um like your undergrad like your 
necessary classes you really need to pick something <laughs> so you can get into more in-depth ones and then I picked a degree that pretty much nobody wanted me to pick so kind of battling that and staying true to what I wanted to do was a lot of struggles what was that I am I have a degree in exercise science with a emphasis in health and fitness instruction and a minor in psychology I didn't know you had a minor in psychology. Yeah, girl. I'm all about the mind. Oh. <laughs> Everything's you coming together now. Mind, body, and soul. <laughs> like, you got your degree in mind, body, and soul. That's incredible. It all makes sense now, doesn't it? all makes it? sense. Wow. Okay, next. <laughs> I'm surprised. How do you not know, know that? that? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just take a lot of psych. Wow. I didn't know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you learn so, something I know. new every day. I learn something. I talk to you every day, and I didn't know you were a psych minor. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, so then what do you think, like, the following? Because it's just kind of, like, going on, like, anxiety of you don't know where you are, mm-hmm. and then you find your friends, your group, all that. You found your major. Yeah. Um, and then it turned to... So my junior year, I stayed at school. So I stayed there through the summer, which I hadn't done before. My junior and senior year, I did that. And that turned into relationships with boys. And that just brought on a whole... Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Um, That just brought on a whole new ballpark of emotions and learning how to deal with people I was 21 so that tells you anything um yes I was I was 21 when I had my first kiss which not a lot of people can say um so it kind of snowballed into figuring out how to deal with relationships and where I stood on sex and what are the limits and boundaries and if, Were you going to church at this time? No, I wasn't. I hadn't. I mean, I still said I was a Christian, but I mean, I didn't go to church. I sometimes watch church online, but that doesn't, that only does so much eventually. I mean, yeah. it doesn't really, none of the people around like me. You were just like kind of watching church online because that's what Yeah. Sunday was for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I could pretty much say, like, oh, yeah, like, I, I watched church this weekend, or... Yeah. It was a lot more of pleasing the people, like, my family around me. Yeah. Yeah, I watch it. I don't have to go to church. It's just kind of like, in order to say I'm a Christian, I have to watch church once in a while. Yeah, so exactly. I checked that box, mm-hmm. so I can say I'm a Christian now. Yeah, and I mean, I knew it was good for me, and, like, it was healthy, but... The watching church online, but um, it's now... Now that I've been in church again and, like, I'm surrounded by a community of people, it's just so much drastically different. Like, when you're physically in the building with people that you know and that with people that love you and care mm-hmm. for you, it's just a completely different experience than just, like, phoning it in. Yeah. Like, church is also a relationship in many different ways. So, like, you wouldn't just sit down once a week and... Yeah. Barely, I feel like barely talk to somebody. Right. Like, and expect a relationship to be there. Yeah. Like, you can Skype all you want, but if you never actually go meet that person, yeah, you're never really in a relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, um, I had my first boyfriend when I was 21, and it was not a good situation. Um, he was a lot older than me and pretty much just wanted me for my body, and I didn't learn that lesson very well, and I just wanted it to work, and so I put up with a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have put up with, like emotional abuse and um, just a lot of manipulation and he always tried to make me feel bad about things and that's just not okay like you shouldn't you shouldn't put up with that so that happened and then um we moved into a new house which was really really healthy no no no, sorry (laughs) me and my roommates at the time um we moved into a new house which was really healthy to get a new kind of perspective on life in general and to have a new start And, um, then the next year I started talking to one of my really good friends and that you and your boyfriend broken up. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Sorry. I'm not telling the story very well. My, My first boyfriend and I only dated for a few months and we had broken up and, kind of got back together for a little bit which she hid from me because she knew i was guilty guys if you are ever um girls if you are ever hiding a relationship from your friends that's probably a pretty big red flag (laughs) that it's not a good relationship (laughs) i knew that you were seeing him again and you were just conveniently like never answered my calls (laughs) have you seen him at work and yeah it's fine don't worry about it it was okay. so bad i knew you red flag guys me. red flag <laughs> don't do that um yeah so my roommates and i had moved into a new house and it was nice because it was a fresh start and everything else um And then I was talking to one of my really good guy friends that I had known since my freshman year of college. And a relationship kind of started out of that, but he lived out of town and flew into town for work three three days a week. So I was driving an hour to go see him and spend the night with him. And that turned into, again, a lot of boundary issues and... I thought that I was in love with him and thought we were going to get married and had, we had talked about like future kind of thing. So it was just kind of assumed in my brain that all that was going to happen. So then we, of course, had sex because that's what you do when you think you're in love and are thinking that you're going to get married. And one morning he just woke up and was pretty much like, I don't want a relationship. And that just kind of turned my world upside down and we still talked for I mean that was in March that he said that and we still talked until August so that was really hard to deal with and you of course thank you (laughs) being the wise person that you are um, I wouldn't go that far (laughs) spoke a lot of truth into me of saying you know, it's not healthy for you to keep putting yourself through this. It's just an endless cycle. Um, you deserve somebody that's going to want to spend your time and energy in the right places. So it's it's been a lot of growth and a lot of change. And some of those life lessons you kind of have to learn the hard way. I mean, you can learn from 
other people to a certain degree, but going through it yourself, you really have to like face yourself. And that's kind of what I learned in August when we finally cut things off. Um, I really had to start turning my focus inward and our friend Nat Daniels, um, she spoke at one of our 1829, which is our young adult services. And she said something along the lines of, you have to be brave enough to face your ugly parts. And that's really hard to do, but Mm -hmm. facing your ugly is kind of where your growth comes from. So. Amen. Yes, it does. I feel like that was my whole life story. I know. We're so lucky. The ugly is... It's like the pruning. It's the pruning of the flower, and it's not fun. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... That's a lot. You had anxiety. You found comfort in a guy. It didn't go well. You watched church online. <laughs> you were you were a skyped in Christian. <laughs> I have to coin that. <laughs> you were skyping a skyped in Christian, and you found another guy who was your best friend. Mm-hmm. And guys are dumb, so <laughs> that didn't work out as planned. So during this, like, how? How do you think, like, looking back now, like, how did going through all these, like, really hard trials strengthen your faith in God, like, in the end? Mm. So, after that one, after my last relationship, I ended up moving home, not due to that, but just with circumstances of life, and you forced, not forced me, you highly (laughs) suggested that we go to Kensington, and then we found our young adult group and um I think like just through those trials and now being shown all of the people that are surrounding me and having similar trials and similar stories it's like we all face like very similar underlying issues Mm -hmm. and like none of us are ever alone And, like, I think that God places people in your life for a reason, for good or bad reasons, um, to learn things and to grow from things. I don't know. I just, I feel like we all have similar things. I don't know how to say it. Like, we all face struggles that are, like, fueled by the same issue. Yes. Like, how we all deal with them could vary person to person, but we all have like the core problem mm-hmm. to begin with, which yes. a lot of time is like anxiety, depression, finding validation and the wrong thing. Yes. And how we have like an outlet of that is consistently different, yes. but essentially the same. Preach. <laughs> Preach. Yes. So through all this, like you come out, you're strong, you're a Christian and all that. How would you say you like keep your faith strong in God? Mm -hmm. Because it's kind of like, you know, Oh, he saved me. He delivered me. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny that you say, like, oh, you're so strong and stuff, because, like, 90%, I mean, we both have this, we're, like, 98% of the time, we're, like, no, we're not strong, like, what are you talking about? With 98% of the time, we're not strong, I was worried you were going to say 98% of the time we are, like, no, I'm no, strong. No, 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 and Kelly just ate an entire pizza between the two of us and got a cookie cake and destroyed that. It's almost gone. It is. You know, you just this you is have the 98%. Some nice. <laughs> we are the 90. And it was solely over this podcast episode that we were panicking over. There, nothing happened. Part of mine was traffic, to be That's fair. True. But we already got the pizza and cookie cake while you were in traffic. That's true. I didn't have it. I just ate some of it. That is true. Um. Yeah, so... 98% of the time, none of us feel strong. Like, yeah. there's that 2% that we're like, heck yeah, let's go. <laughs> but most of the time, you just, you don't. You just yeah. don't feel strong. Um, so it's like a continuous battle, which we've talked about this a lot this week with people, mm-hmm. I feel like, um, where, you know, you have, like, your testimony moment or you have, like, certain things that you go through that you're like, yeah, I'm over this. Like, we're good. We're good to go. But then, like, something else happens or it comes back around and kind of hits you again. Or there are different things that just kind of shake you. And you have it's just a continuous battle of, like, yes, I am strong. No, like, it's something's going on. Something's wrong. Whatever. Um, so you kind of have to continuously be battling that. Um, but some ways to stay strong or to at least have support or different things like that, um, that have helped me at least are community for sure. Like I wouldn't get through my life without my friends and family, um, being present at different places. So like being present at 1829, going to church, um, even just being present with people when you're with them uh-huh. instead of like on your phone or just like thinking about other things about everything else other than what's happening. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which that's something I really struggle with. Like I'm not good about like my mind is constantly like <laughs> in a thousand places at once. Um, so that's hard for me some days, but um, definitely like reading either the Bible or um, like Christian books, which I know sounds like super cliche, but, um, just like continuously being in that, like at least once a day, like before you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, whatever is easiest for you, like taking that intentional time. Have you read Girl, Wash Your Face? I have. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in the middle of that. (laughs) Wow. She's drinking tea. We're both slightly slightly ill. We work with preschoolers. I'm moderately sick all the time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm halfway through the book right now. It's so good. Yes. Yes. It's so good. And, and like you said, like you hear like a Christian book and I feel like so many times we're just like thinking about like the dusty books on our grandma's shelf. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the daily verses one. Yeah. Or, like, oh, which yeah. those aren't bad either necessarily. They're not bad, but they're not that exciting either. <laughs> no. It's not really it's not really doing it for that falls in the ninety eight percent. It doesn't usually help me get to that two percent. 
doesn't strengthen that. No. Yeah. No, there have been a lot of books, though, that I've read that, um, that are so, like, vulnerable that it gives you power because vulnerability breeds vulnerability. So... I have Ooh. a really hard time saying that word. For vulnerability. <laughs> yeah, I don't know for why. those of you who couldn't hear, it Vul- was good. Vulnerability. Vulnerability <laughs> breeds vulnerability. I really like that, but that's very hard to say. It is. It's a lot of a lot of syllables. Oh, 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 <laughs> turkey mode. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it just encourages you, like. When people share their testimonies or different things like that, reading books is basically people sharing their testimony. Like, Jamie yeah. Ivey has If You Only Knew. Um, yeah. Annie F. Downs has, like, five books that she does this. Every but... time you read an Annie F. Downs book, I, like, I always know you're reading it. I get, like, at least <laughs> million eight pictures. pictures of Jay, of, like, one chapter. Like, I've essentially read all the books that you have because... <laughs> You send me all Look at that. Just look at this truth. (laughs) I know I only didn't do that with Jamie Ivey's because I knew that you had already read it. I was like, she already knows this. It's not as exciting. So good. Yeah. But I think that those are just, they're an example of women that have also struggled. So, like, again, just kind of knowing, like, you're not the only one in this battle is just, like, really comforting. Yeah. It kind of gives you strength that, like, other people also have weaknesses, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, when you're in your 98%, (laughs) what are things that affect your relationship with God in a positive way and a negative way after you identify your struggle? girl i know um i got my questions yeah i'm gonna dig i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna dig, dig deep <laughs> the funny thing is i feel like you're the one that always sees me when i'm at my work <laughs> i see you at like the hundred percent there is no longer a no, there. it's just like <laughs> it's crappy kelly total of kelly <laughs> yeah yeah i think um Sorry, I have to read it again because I forgot what you said. So I think, like, in, you say, like, in your weakest moments, what is, like, just, like, how your relationship is affected, like, negatively and positively, yeah. Um, so negatively, I definitely struggle. <laughs> you helped me identify this <laughs> earlier this week. I definitely struggle with like self worth and like kind of having confidence and like courage in who I am and like my decisions and really trusting in God. So anytime that something bad happens or like I'm unsure, like it's just a downward spiral of like, who am I? What am I doing with my life? Um, kind of like, not is God there, but like, where is God in this? Or what is he trying to do? And it's a lot of questioning, which isn't necessarily bad because it sometimes um, kind of gets you to face it a little bit more. But just having having to do that sometimes or like, it really makes you say like, okay, no, I have to turn back to like, scripture or turn to the people that I know will be honest with me or different things like that, which hearing those things 
can sometimes like suck and cannot right. be fun but um it also is like a lot of truth and a lot of like love coming towards you through those words so it negatively affects it because it makes me question things a lot more but it sometimes turns it into a positive because I kind of have to turn back to God and like kind of lean into him a little bit more um which I didn't used to do like that's just very recent that I would even turn to him I'd be like no how am I gonna fix this what am I gonna do now um so just kind of having to do that is a new experience, but it's a good one, I would say. Yeah. I don't know if that even made any sense yeah. that I just no, said. No, no. But, okay. <laughs> so if somebody came to you and they were like, I'm dealing with anxiety, I am finding validation in my boyfriend, I watch, I, I'm a Skype-in Christian, <laughs> what would you say to them? Um, first, I would say I hear you because I've been there. Like, I think we've, again, we've had this conversation many times where, like, I think that the worst thing that you can do to somebody is just be like, well, you just have to turn to God. Yeah. Like, yes, that's what you want to tell them, right. but that's not what they need to hear in that moment. Like, you, they need to hear, like, I understand. Like, I see what you're going through. I see how hard it is. It's not an easy life. Like, here are some ways that I've found help, but let's try to, like, walk through this together. Mm. Like, you, you're not alone in this struggle. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. Just seeing somebody and hearing them. Mm-hmm. So often, like, the world just turns you away they're Mm -hmm. like you're not strong enough or why do you care and Mm -hmm. it's so funny because like the world's way of dealing with things is turn off don't care yeah who cares you no one can touch you yeah be strong be bold yeah where god is like feel those emotions yeah be soft be vulnerable yeah and there's so much more healing in being vulnerable and soft and being mm-hmm. able to move through all of your emotions yeah. and being able to care for people. Yeah. Well, and I feel like a lot of people, because, like, that's what the world tells us, like, we just put on this front and, like, bottle everything up. Mm-hmm. And eventually that just, like, it causes you to either break down or explode in, like, the worst of ways. So if you just kind of slowly let that out and share with people... I think that's probably the biggest thing. Like, keep telling people, like, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the biggest thing. Yeah. Just be there for each other and be willing to share it. Yeah. Because you can look all over, like, social media. It's like, throw your hair up in a bun, throw on some gangsta rap, (laughs) and handle it. (laughs) And I'm like, girl, no. That is not handling it. You are not, not okay. You are not okay. I have done that. The gangster rap lasts two minutes and 30 seconds. After You're that, done. you will be turning on Ed Sheeran and crying again. And that's okay to and cry. And that's okay to cry. I tell you, don't turn on Ed Sheeran. Turn on some Build My Life. Turn on some Christian jams. And just, cry to God about it. Because yep. you're crying anyway. Yeah, you're going to cry. Might as well be productive about <laughs> Might it. Might as well be productive and see the man upstairs. <laughs> cry 
mind cleanses the soul. And (laughs) no, when you said social media, it made me think of, I don't remember where I heard this. I'm sure it was in a book or a podcast or something, but someone said social media, the negative part about it is that we start to compare our weaknesses with everybody else's strengths. And I was like, oh, true. Oh, it's true. It is. (laughs) So good. Oh yeah. Because you look at these girls, I mean, we talked about this the other day. Women compare. Mm -hmm. That's all we do is compare. Mm -hmm. And you guys can all say you're strong and independent and you don't compare. We know that you're going on Instagram, (laughs) looking at these workout videos, Mm -hmm. and then looking at the girls' actual Instagram and seeing her body and thinking, dang, I wish that was mine. Or if you Mm -hmm. have that body, you look at people who are writing inspirational things and writing their poetry and their music and thinking, I wish I had the confidence to do that or whatever. And we're not seeing past all the work that has gone into that. And we're comparing, like you said, our weakest parts with other people's strongest parts. Yeah. Well, and I think along with that is like, we don't acknowledge our gifts then. Like we are so badly wanting other people's gifts that like, we're just like, well, why can't I do that? Yeah. It's like, well, maybe you're not designed to do that. So what are you designed to do? Yeah. So I'm a firm believer that if we all max out our talent, <laughs> instead of comparing them, we will, oh my goodness, we'll move mountains. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't do things that you do. Oh, and I for sure have no guts like you do. And so. if either one of us tried to do what the other one did, it would crash <laughs> and burn. Crash, crash so hard. Crash. I cannot do what you know. <laughs> Can I say, Rachel has this talent for, like, public speaking and, like, seeing people and being able to just, like, walk up and talk to them. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like in the corner just... Nope. <laughs> or standing next to her like, wow, how do you do this every time? I don't understand. But if I tried to do that, just... Well, also, if I... You, like, care about things. <laughs> like, I care, but, like, I'm not even kidding. If I call you at 2 in the morning, you will answer your phone. Like, you want it? Sometimes I don't. <laughs> But then I know you're sleeping, and it's fine. So I, like, take advantage of your kindness, because I'm like, if I call her five times, eventually she will answer. No, you don't. No, you don't. That's a lie. Okay. But, no, I like that. That comparison. You can cough. I can cut. No, comparison is really bad. I think it's also a big fueler for anxiety. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, sure. everything is looking peachy in your day, and you go on Instagram, and you see a girl doing something that you wanted to do, and then you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm not as good as her. And then your <laughs> mind starts going, and then your anxiety goes up, and then... It's so true, though. It's yeah. an awful train wreck. Yeah, it really is. It's awful. Uh, just go on social media, acknowledge it, and then move on. <laughs> <And> move on. <laughs> Don't let yourself go to that dark place. Don't go there. If you know some girl looks dang good and you're going to be real salty as you're eating your salty snacks, just don't look at her Instagram. Don't look at her or just give her snaps and oh, yeah. move on. Give snaps and move on. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's all that's needed there. 
right. Well, I think that we covered all of our questions. Okay. So thank you so much. Of course. For joining the Be Way First podcast guest. I'm I don't so know excited. when this is going to air. That's okay. But it will eventually. And I'm sure I'll have you on many more times. <laughs> I can't wait. Many more. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. I hope to hear from you guys and how you liked it. And I hope you guys tune in next week. Thanks. Have a Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast, Hearts Unglued. I hope you all loved listening to our conversation and got some comfort in remembering that you are never alone. God knows our hearts and is just waiting for us to surrender it all to Him. You can find me either at my website, Hearts Unglued, which is heartsunglued.wordpress.com or my Instagram, at heartsunglued. Thank you again for listening, and I'll be back next week with another topic on the common struggles as a young Christian adult in the modern world. See you then.